welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. This podcast series provides a space for some fabulous people to share their stories and find a voice within our ever-changing world. It is a space that simply encourages sparky conversations, because there is most definitely always something to be learned from every interesting conversation, however unscripted. At its heart, this podcast is built on the belief that each of us experiences the world in our own unique way, meaning that we all have our own story to share. The Coffee and Conversation podcast aims to uncover a range of perhaps previously unheard stories in an informal, engaging way, so that we can all connect, explore, grow and learn from the great people behind these tales. Happy listening! On today's episode of the Coffee and Conversation podcast, I'm joined by Rebecca Hope, an energetic, enthusiastic individual who is passionate about developing connections and driving change through sport and physical activity. Rebecca is based in West Lothian, Scotland, where she lives with her husband, Struan, and her young son, James. Rebecca is currently the Education and Development Manager at Netball Scotland, a role she loves and in which she thrives. Through her work with Netball, Rebecca particularly enjoys being able to harness the skills and passions of the fantastic people with whom she works, as they all strive to create positive lasting change throughout the whole of Netball across Scotland. With people at the heart of everything she does, Rebecca is always keen to find creative ways of encouraging collaboration and connection across the wider sporting system. Welcome to this week's edition of the Coffee and Conversation podcast and my guest today is Rebecca Hope and uh, I am sat in a very different place actually. I've been um, allowed to escape Scotland um, from lockdown so I'm actually sat in my sister's garden kind of summer house looking out onto her garden but as ever I have a cup of coffee so that stayed the same. Um, but Rebecca you are you are in, still in Scotland. Yeah I'm in uh, Livingston at home Currently in our spare bedroom where I've got a little office set up going on Excellent. and my cup of tea. Excellent. And you, oh, what does it say on your cup of tea? We can, we can see each other. So tears for yeah. mugs. Excellent. Tears for mugs. <laughs> cool. And you, you're, you've been at home over lockdown with your little boy, haven't you? And uh, we've just yeah. been briefly chatting about you know, how, how that's been for, I'm sure there's lots of other people that can empathise with the challenges of lockdown and yeah it's a juggling act for sure <laughs> I think we're, we're getting there we're um got a routine thankfully he still naps during the day which is a bit of a win I would say you get a couple of hours just to catch up <laughs> nice I, I'd be I'd be napping with him I have to say <laughs> anyway, so as ever we will start with a quote um so if you'd like to share your quote that you've brought with us and then we'll see where our conversation goes from that Great. So the quote that I have um, is just from a book I finished but called Becoming by Michelle Obama. And this is towards the end of it. And she says, I grew up with a disabled dad in a too small house with not much money in a starting to feel neighbourhood. And I also grew up surrounded by love and music in a diverse city in a country where an education can take you far. I had nothing or I had everything. It depends on which way you want to tell it. And I just thought that is so true for today and in every aspect of life. So if we think about um, me and like my journey and, and the things that I've been on it, and I and I often reflect on situations where I feel that that didn't go well or that I that was really that that I didn't think it was a good experience. But actually, whenever I look back on it, it was a great experience, and I learned so much from it, and I took so much of it into my 
day-to-day life, whether professionally or at home. Um, And I just think it is all about your mindset and how you view situations and what you want to take from that situation. And, And often people get so like in their own heads that they think that they just become consumed by it. But it's when you take a step back and you look at it from a much wider perspective that there's a lot of good stuff in there and it's what you want to take from that situation that can take you forward is important. Mm, I'm just thinking, it makes me think um, there's been a few things that go around on the, on this, on various social media about lockdown in terms of, you know, almost, is it viewed as we are trapped in our own homes or is it actually viewed or are we thinking we are actually keeping safe? And, you know, even, so even in everyday situations, it's that sort of, there are different ways of, of viewing the same experience, I guess. So, yeah. So I'm, I've just been yeah. slightly, I've just been slightly distracted. Um, I'm looking out the window and a pigeon has just appeared and picked up a massive stick and flown off. So, <laughs> so I got, that's the, the, the danger of sitting out in a garden looking at what's going on. So sorry, I've got totally distracted from the conversation there, <laughs> but I guess that's okay. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, so it's interesting. And in terms of like, you, you talked about your own journey and you know um you know looking at things through different perspectives maybe just give us an insight into sort of you know where you've ended up and it's probably worth saying our connect we've, we have a mutual connection um in simon hall who was on the second edition yeah. of the club. both of us have either worked with or worked for simon in, in the past and it was him that connected us uh and kind of almost said oh yes you could do a podcast so you've got him to thank or blame yeah. i'm not sure yeah. we'll get to the end and see how your experience has been um, but yeah, you know how what's you know give us an insight into sort of where you know your your and you know, how you've ended up working for Netball Scotland and and doing the job that you do. Yeah, so I came from um, university background and got a I was a sports union president, so that was a really massive learning curve because you're put into a situation where you're folded in by your peers. And you literally could run an organisation. You literally get to make all the decisions. So at 22, 23 years old, it's like amazing because you we've got about at the time we had like seventeen hundred members. We had a thirty two different sports. It was really great to have that kind of opportunity to lead that organisation and to kind of put my own stamp on it. And and we did some really incredible things. Like we pulled together one of the first women in sports conferences. Um, in Scotland held in the university we also did like a Stirling Games because it was 2014 and we're coming into the um, Commonwealth Games in Glasgow and Stirling Uni didn't have a varsity team to play against so we went with the community and tried to bridge those links even closer so it was really great opportunity from there I went and um, worked with Simon so Simon was a I think he was like head of sport or director of sport at the Black Country Consortium Mm -hmm. and the CSP and I was down there as a project officer um, and did some really good work with the Dame Kelly Holmes Foundation, the Dame Kelly Holmes Trust with their Get on Track program and working with um, disadvantaged young people between 16 and 25 I think and we looked at that program and we saw a lot of young people coming through it and we thought how could we engage from an earlier age so we almost stopped that dropout at school age 
um, and we pulled together with the police. We got some funding and we pulled together a little mini get on track program for some young kids. And that was something I led on and got the, the last thing was getting the young group of boys we had to deliver to primary school kids. So they led wow. a PE session. Awesome. It was really good. And they had such a ball doing it. And the way they were explaining the drills and the, the practices, it was really good to see them just owning that mm-hmm. opportunity and, and making the most of it. So that was, in, that was really good. I loved my time at the Black Country Consortium. It was a massive shift coming from Northern Ireland to Scotland <laughs> for uni and then moving to Birmingham was quite um, a shift for me personally but really pushed me out of my comfort zone and I just I I was surrounded by great people and I just loved it there and then this opportunity came up with netball Scotland so netball is my sport it's my background I I love playing it played it from such a young age and um, the role of education development manager came up with netball Scotland um, and I applied for that and got it and I've been here just about five years now (sighs) Fantastic. So a yeah. real kind of almost a yeah, a multicultural country wide sort of uh journey to to the point. And yeah, it's interesting that contrast between um like yes, okay, Sterling's not rural, but it sounded you know, it's it's not that yeah. not that populated compared to um going to, you know, I, I went to uni in Birmingham, so you know, spent a few years living there and it is a real contrast in, in so so yeah, what a yeah talking about perspectives and different ways to see things um really good uh learning experience i guess in terms of being able to experience those different environments and gain an understanding into how different people see the world yeah absolutely and like for me i'm from a like i'm a farmer's daughter in northern ireland so very small very rural and then like sterling was like enough of a push for me yeah. to go it is still quite rural everything's on campus but then the jump to Birmingham was was very eye-opening but also like challenged my thinking in a, in a number of different ways in terms of how do we engage more of this population and how do we interact with them and how do we um, get into different groups mm-hmm. so building that relationship even just with the police we had this really great um, police officer who did a lot of community work with us called PC Treasure. He was great. So excellent. Great good, good to have a name check. It'd be, yeah, it's great to have yeah, a name check and really remember good. people. Yeah. So he was brilliant and he provided us with all those links and all those opportunities to kind of use sport for change, mm-hmm. which was something I was really quite passionate about. Mm. And it's interesting. I'm just um, like thinking back to what you said in in terms of being your your time as sports president, in terms of being almost thrown into that position where you need to lead and, and take that responsibility. And it's interesting then you talked about the the young boys get taking their opportunity and, and putting them in that position where almost it's it's kind of a bit of sink or swim. Uh, and yeah. so provide but also knowing you talked about having great people around you. So knowing that there's people who are around you providing that support, whether it's you know, a mentor or through the police or whoever it might be. Um, and, I'm, you know, I suppose I'm curious thinking, you know, in your position at sports president and other areas, you know, are there people in your life that you sort of think, yeah, actually they're my, you know, they're my almost trusted advisors or guiders or, you know, be it a man at line manager or, or other people that have helped you along the way? Yeah, de- definitely. I've had a number of people 
um, there's a really good TED talk on the lollipop moment. Oh, yes, I've seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Really good. So actually, when I was a sports president, we went down to training with the National Students Union and they showed that video. And it's like it's just stuck with me for all these years. And I just think everyday leadership is so important. And those little moments and it was that that moment where it was actually the sports union administrator when I was president of the netball club at the time said, you need to go for this position. Like you should go for this. And that's when I was like, oh, I could actually, I could do this. And like, she, she actually put those seeds in my head. And that actually made me think about running for these different positions and, and getting it onto the, and being sports union president. So it is that everyday leadership that I kind of, I, I kind of look for and I want to embody in my life and, and, show other people so for for me currently at netball scotland we've got a really nice grip within our development team so we've got the one of the regional development managers natalie has been really helpful like she's come through a similar background to me and as a as a sports president before we she's just got such a development head on her she just wants people to embrace the sport to um like it's very frameworky very processy but she just wants people to do it um, and she wants to help people do it as much as she can and I find that really good and really beneficial in my role Mm. then we've also got a lot of new people that have come into the organization and they just come with fresh ideas and fresh perspective and stuff that I might have been battling with for a few years or had challenges with they're like a complete new fresh set of eyes on it provides a different perspective and and stuff that I hadn't thought about before and then I've just now got another momentum to go for it in that different approach and it's been really nice I really have I know it's been really challenging these last few months but for me and in Netball Scotland we've created this culture of like much more talking and I know people are thinking that we're getting digitally fatigued and um, but we've we've tried to use it as best we can and I think we've we've built better connections because we're connecting more often mm. and it's there's oh there's so many things that I could you know, kind of take our conversation on various tangents now um but I you know that um I can't remember the guy's name the lollipop moment it was Drew somebody um but it's yeah, yeah. it is really and yeah. I watched it um you know in terms of uh, a couple of a couple of months ago I think I stumbled across it and it is it's that idea that you know little tiny moments in your life actually can have such a huge impact and the fact that you know you remember the name of that the PC that you talked about you know other people remember the name of the teachers who had a massive impact on them even though it was 50 years ago or those sorts of things um, but just that sense yeah. that somebody else believes in you um, that you know that's one thing that felt really important and actually the other thing that's come out that links right back to your quote it's that different perspectives and that mindset and how different people view situations and how there's actually real power in and real value in being able to see the same situation from a number of different perspectives in order to kind of help you work out well actually was I um I quite often quote a guy called Thomas Weddles Weddlesburg who says we tend to fall in love with the solution before we really understand the problem um and I I love that yeah. um because actually if you can get a bunch of people who's see things in different ways then you're much more able to kind of go okay well it could be this but equally it could be that so yeah I find it fascinating that it's sort of almost come back to your quote um in a 
not planned but quite nice way yeah really it is all about that that story that you tell yourself and 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 then and it's your, it's the approach that you go into and I just think about different meetings and things that I've been involved in and you can sometimes see that people are coming in and they might not agree with this person but they actually it's, it's something more underlying that they don't actually quite like the person so they're not actually listening to what they're saying and that that happens quite a lot or you're you gravitate towards the idea that this individual has because you like that individual rather than you're not actually listening to what they're saying so I'm challenging I'm challenging myself more often to to listen to not to jump the gun or to jump to that solution as you talked about but to think more about what they're saying and where that's coming from and and how can we um, take it forward and and also to question I feel like questioning is really important to kind of understand the where and the why um so that you can get to that solution and and questioning also helps that if you totally disagree with somebody's idea that you're just you question them on it and you question them on it until one of you decides to to shift your idea or your your thinking in line with somebody else's Mm -hmm. and so I think it's really important and it's something I'm trying to embed more often especially over this last 18 months in work and just being through different programs and leadership courses to to kind of think about how do I influence or how do I embrace these situations, whether they're challenging or not, um, and how do I bring people along with me? And, and I mean, you talked about shift there, and you know, I think things of that our, our whole world's been you know shifted massively in the last you know three months or so, and you know, you talked about connecting you know, using technology to connect with your colleagues. And I suppose in your day-to-day world, you know, what changes have you noticed or what challenges have you, you know, really, you know, faced over the last um, few months in terms of trying to keep in contact with people or just keep just keep yeah. people motivated? Because that's been quite a challenge, I think, for for a lot of a lot of us in, you know, in terms of maybe losing some of that day-to-day connection with people. Yeah. It's um I think there's been peaks and troughs of it. So there's been great opportunities where we at Netball Scotland has like seized the day almost and did a lot of webinars online for our members. So we talked a lot about umpires. There's been new rules coming in and all of that content's been really engaging. So for an organisation, we've had about on average between 40 to 80 people engaging in our webinars and we try to run webinars every month and we did that from about the second week of lockdown mm-hmm. um so sorry every week we did it from the second week of lockdown so it's been really encouraging to see how people are engaging in that way so we're a national organization for Scotland but we're based in Glasgow and we run a lot of stuff from Glasgow and we try to do it across the country but you're only getting you're only engaging in pockets of people at a time whereas online we're getting loads of engagement and they're all free they're all accessible and people can come on after they've had their teas etc and it's just been really good to have that and to have that connection and the one thing for me that stood out is that we now as an organization can get our key messages directly to our membership we're not going through a number of different people for that message to get dripped dripped down. We can put it out directly, and um, which I think is quite powerful, and it and it it builds that relationship with our members. 
Um, the other thing in terms of a work um in, in terms of the working of our organization, we've moved to a much more project base. So we're actually working not just within departments anymore, but we're working across the business on these specific projects. Um, so myself and another mem colleague lead on the education and innovation group. So we have members of development, of performance, um, of SMT members all sitting on our group. So we're not working in silos anymore. And I think it's really good that we have this these projects that we can all come together and work on and we bring our own expertise from all of our own different areas of the business. Mm. And that, that in terms of connection for me has been really important and really beneficial. Um, and for me, it's the connections is, is how you get stuff done. Like that collaboration is just how you move forward, especially in sport. I don't, I really believe that in sport you can only, you can only get out of it the more people you bring on that journey and the, the bigger the impact will then be. And you know what, that, again, connections, the, the subject of the conversation I had with Simon was all around collaborative leadership. Um, so yeah. it's, you know, it's just interesting how some of those connections um, and links just come up in the course of conversation and, um, you know, you kind of go, oh, there's some, maybe there's some influence and some, you know, some direct link for you there in terms of your personal development, what you've seen work in other areas. And I'm, I'm interested in terms of, you know, what are the things that you've experienced in lockdown? Maybe some of the things that you just talked about that you kind of think, okay, right, we need to really try and find ways of continuing those and building on those mm -hmm. As we start to return, you know, now we've now there's the go ahead in terms of um, starting to slight open up some of the, um, you know, ac community activity. Um, uh, you know, so what what are the things maybe that you've thought? Okay, right, we need to really keep hold of those going forward. I think it's the project groups and that working across the business. Um, we with the education myself and this other girl are leading it but we've created a number of subgroups because it's just so big of a topic that we could go on for days but actually to get stuff done we need the, these subgroups to take some accountability and action and within each of the subgroups then we've got leaders within that so it's it's providing people the opportunity and that kind of framework then holds them accountable so you're you're asking them how are they getting on in their subgroup and you know who's leading on that and it's been very well clearly documented and just that kind of opportunity for somebody to take a piece of work that they're quite passionate about and and go with it I've always seen previously that that's when you get the biggest impact or the biggest return is whenever somebody has a real key interest in that area of work that they can and they're given the freedom to run with it so I think I'd be pushing quite hard for that to continue after lockdown, that we continue to work in that cross-department um, way through, and having really focused projects set with a clear timeline. And then people within the group are responsible um, for making that happen. Mm. Um, and, it, and, and I like that it's all members of staff and not SMTs that are leading on these groups, but SMTs are in there as a link mm. to, to the wider framework or strategy that we're trying to achieve. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's just allowing for much more breadth in thinking. Mm. And there's a couple of things in there. You talk, I like the word you use freedom. I think there's something in there about sort of, and maybe feeling empowered that actually 
you have got the ownership of this idea um and yeah. also having different um, people from different departments perhaps gives you that diversity of thought or perspective um that we've you know there's been sort of a bit of a consistent theme through this conversation in terms of seeing things and so rather than okay well this is you know we're the education department this is how we've done it this is what we're used to and you know that that's what's worked and another department saying well we're you know this is but being able to have that you know cross yeah cross organization perspective does allow that creativity um and sometimes maybe it feels a bit stickier and a bit more challenging because you've got more voices um but ultimately it does provide that greater creativity because you've got more people inputting with their experience and their thoughts yeah there's a couple of things in there in terms of and when you're talking at the start what I was thinking about is my CEO always says like carve out the role that you want to have don't wait for somebody to give it to you or don't wait for an SMT member to come and say we need to work in this area like carve it out bring the ideas forward and and lead that change yourself mm-hmm. um, and and that kind of empowerment and taking on that responsibility comes out quite strongly there and then the other thing was just the the ability to have that freedom and that um and owning it so like for me to be asked to lead this group like I take a lot of pride in that I put a lot of work into that but I also know that that the buck stops with me like I I want to make sure that this is successful Mm -hmm. so even if people aren't so then like you said it can be quite challenging to keep everybody moving in the right direction but then that's down to me in terms of how do I communicate that what what's the framework that I've outlined for them to work within how do I have more checkups and challenges within the subgroups so that we are moving forward and everybody's progressing at the right pace so that we get to the point where this where we're able to deliver on this project and mm. um, yeah so that's the stuff that I've been taking away and and just through the leadership journey that I've been on I'm trying to empower more people to think like that and not trying to get like that one thinking but to try and encourage them to think well if if we're asking you to to lead on this section then what are your strengths but then identifying well where's the areas in the business that you need to tap into to in order to in in that area of like you're not your weaknesses Mm. area that you're not fully under aware of or fully understanding of so do you need to tap into performance or development or the regional team Mm. or education Mm. in order for you to get that product to where it needs to be Mm. and it's interesting you know I think I with my and I you know I'm always conscious in these conversations that clearly I've got my view and perspective on stuff um, from my research and my you know leadership interests um and you know it's it I'm I suppose I'm curious about um your definition of leadership because it very much feels you know you've already talked about everyday leadership which is something I'm mm-hmm. absolutely passionate about and totally believe in um but it's interesting often we particularly in sport perceive the word leadership to be the CEO or the chair or the you know chair of the club or the people in those positions with influence or authority and yet the people who have the most potential to make those changes are the people through their everyday work um, and leading groups is very different to being seen as a leader almost in a management term and a job title. Um, so, so yeah, I suppose I'm curious. And I think we've, we've briefly talked when we met before around this idea of, you know, this everyday leadership. Um, but just talk to me about how you see that and maybe define that and, how you would see it in others and try and develop it in others? 
if that's not too yeah I'm just very conscious that's a very big question (laughs) and for everyday leadership for me is yeah that ability to see potential in others um, and potential in the organization and having an idea of where you want to take it or what you want to develop um yeah so and I think for me it's something that I I know and I I'm continually learning and trying to understand it but probably wouldn't have been doing it or acting on it as much as I am and I feel like I'm doing it now Mm -hmm. so I feel like in the last three two to three months I've been doing that everyday leadership I've been checking in on people I've been leading on smaller groups in terms of where I see that vision going and growing Mm -hmm. so whereas before Previously, if you asked me four months ago, what is my definition of everyday leadership and, and am, I, am I doing it and do I am I active in it? I would probably say no, because I, I don't think I was. But this lockdown has shifted people's ways of working and it's definitely shifted the way Netball Scotland as a whole is working. And that has sparked something inside of me and it's allowed me to pull a lot of different ideas from a lot of different people together and drive something forward and 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 I definitely want to continue doing that post lockdown and when we move back into the office whenever that that might be but I'm also continually challenged about well what's next so I've got this project but what's the next project and how do I continually grow and carve out this role of leadership within my organization and Mm. and beyond and that you know I think that's really you know again lots of people are asking the question what have you learned in lockdown you know there's and so there's so much and I you know it's interesting from you talking there that you know before you might have believed or understood what the concept was but now you're becoming much more aware of how you individually are acting on that on a daily basis um and yeah that question of okay so how so that that feels quite important and that challenge of okay right now I need to carry that on going forward and and I love you know that, that you talked and said it's about you know helping other people almost perceive their potential and you know encouraging and helping people understand that you can make a difference and here are some of the, here's how and putting that structure in place and not just going oh just go off and make a difference but you're actually mm-hmm. being able to facilitate an environment in which they can see the, the potential they have to make a difference and you know tapping into well that's where your passion lies so actually let's let's make sure that you know we we can support you in an environment that enables that passion to flourish yeah and kind of that's that's exactly it yeah yeah that's exactly it it's a it's about because you want people to be happy like sometimes this like world is like really challenging really difficult and people are like just not happy and you want people to be happy and that that sense of happiness and pride and purpose comes from a job that you're doing and a job that you love whether it's professionally or not Mm. Um, and it's really important for for me that that people are happy and and that links so strongly to me in terms of what they're doing and you can see it and I know most of the stuff's over zoom but you can still see people's body language on the camera and actually you probably can take in a lot more because they're all on one screen and seeing like 10 people's faces at once and so you you know how people are reacting now and it's important so I've I've been much more conscious about checking in individually on people 
um, just across the organisation just to ensure that they're doing okay and people have different situations at home and how they're coping with that. Um, and that that is, for me, like unlocking people's potential and and building people up from the ground upwards is is really important. And if we had more people, if everybody was doing that, then we would be in a society where people were flourishing and thriving and happy. And, and I think we need to do more of that. And especially like we talk about like women being quite nippy or sharp or like catty towards each other. And um, but then we have this other like dialogue going on about women empowering women and women, women leading the way and building each other up. And I, and I think that we haven't quite merged those two dialogues yet. And it's something that I'm quite really strong about doing and wanting to see more of because we're, we can't contradict each other. We can't say this is important for one group of people when it's the same group of people. Mm. Um, and yeah, when, when you were talking about a unlocking people's potential the one thing that came to mind is I've we've got a new qualification coming out and I've created a grip to kind of drive that qualification and it's got workforce members on it and high performance group members on it and Sports Scotland etc on it and that group is absolutely thriving and that's something that I'm really proud of because if you ask me to pull this group of people together and to shape a qualification and to drive that forward four years ago it would have been an utter disaster because I wouldn't have understood where they're coming from I wouldn't have understood that individual I wouldn't understood their passions and and why they were questioning different things and but now I have a much clearer understanding of those individuals and I've created a environment where they can come in and check and challenge but it's still quite focused and it's still quite outcome driven Um, and that that group is we've literally only had our second meeting this week and I can already see like the potential like bubbling up in all of them and it's just ready to burst and it's something that I am really proud of and really excited for and it's really I'm just noticing like you just talked about being able to see people's um, body language and just in the last you know those last few sentences or a few paragraphs um you you kind of just like blossomed and and just become really kind of um what's the word yeah. I'm looking for yeah just you can see it in your face and how you're talking and how you're expressing yourself that you are excited about things and you know feeling passionate you're about the stuff. second person you're the second person to say that to me that this week when I've been talking about yeah. that specific thing excellent well it's great and yeah and those are the things I think it's great because we thrive off each other's energy and I think when you're talking to somebody and you can see they're clearly passionate about something, you can't help. Even if you, you know, you're not passionate about the same things, you you sort of, yeah, get a bit of a um, an energy buzz, even if it's remotely and it's on over over Zoom. You still kind of pick up on yeah. that and leave the conversation feeling like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, the world's quite, the world's a better, slightly better place than maybe it was 20 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, I think there's something really important about that. And and as we sort of come to the end of this conversation, you know. Um, in a minute I'll ask you just to you know share maybe your, your reflections and some of the things you know I think there's been quite a few themes that are sort of threaded throughout here although we could we could take a whole other podcast and talk about the the you know the women's uh, you know the women's you know, gender yeah. balance issues and you know that's something else that I'm really interested in um but I think things that you know starting with your quote I think you know there's something really powerful about understanding different people's perspectives and seeing the world through different eyes and 
appreciating that different people see things in different ways that definitely feels like it's come through this idea of everyday leadership and feeling empowered and understanding that you have the ability to influence something and you know it is within your um, control almost and it's how you act on a daily basis and I think the one thing that you know really comes through strongly is that connecting with people whether that be through understanding them and you know wanting to really help them realize their own potential or whether it's just checking in with people or building an understanding where they're coming from that kind of feels like a real sort of thread throughout which is if you can understand somebody know what makes them tick know what they're passionate about you can start to see much more about why they act the way they do or um or why they why they build and even you know talking about the the cross team cross department teams and those sort of things it's about connecting so that feels quite a strong theme um for yeah. me from today anyway um but as ever i'll invite you to um you know just maybe wrap up with your few reflections or key messages or whatever you want yeah whatever you want to say in the next few minutes thanks um yeah definitely around the connection piece it's so important and just understanding individuals and their backgrounds and and we we in sport we work with so many volunteers and that's another whole piece of um what what they're coming with and understanding that that sport isn't just their whole life they've got a whole other life outside of sport and we really we do need to keep all of that in mind because you you need to you need to trigger something in these people and you need to get them to continually buy in and, and to continually invest in sport or whatever it is that we're we're trying to do so for me connections is is important and I just want to come back to the quote in terms of the start and and what it said in the last sentence around it's it's um your story and it's however you decide you want to tell it um, and I think that's really important that we like we continue to want to tell our story in a, in a positive way and we continually take the good with the bad and we continually shout about the positive stuff that that we're doing because people don't see that and they don't they don't hear it but we need to we need to tell that that's a part of our story it's really important to us so we need to share it mm. Absolutely. And, and what a lovely way to, to finish the conversation, because that absolutely aligns with the, the whole kind of purpose and philosophy around the Coffee and Conversation podcast, which is that everybody has a story um, to tell and we can learn something from every every conversation. Um, so I've definitely, um, this has given me a lot of food for thought and things to reflect on. Um, so thank you very much for your time. Thanks. Thank you. You've been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My thanks again to my guest, Rebecca Hope, and also to you for listening. Until the next time, take care.